Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all right now? Yeah, um, it's it's one of those days, you know, where you're trying to figure out what your password were it was for this obscure thing and you don't finally when you find the password, you don't remember what you needed it for. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, one of those Fridays. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Quarantine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we are at episode lucky number 13, which is absolutely crazy. I feel like time flies when we're having fun and talking about life. <laughs> So mm-hmm. obviously we're excited to be back and to have everyone listening again. So yeah. Oh, it was the muse. It was the headset. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So just just no, no, honestly, yeah, to put just to put this into perspective. Okay, it's not that I've been working from home for two months. It's not that I've been by myself for a very long time. It's mm-hmm. just that. Because we're trying to be healthy and it's kind of nice out. So we tried to, uh, my, a friend of mine said, well, start wearing your Fitbit again. And I'm like, oh, I have two of those. Yeah, okay. So it's the old, old, old one. I got it years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got that working. I had to sync it with, you know, the, the my fitness pal. And so, you know, so then your exercise counts for something. But then the other thing I wanted to do was do meditation. So my whole wellness thing this week, apart from obviously dealing with the way that I'm eating, which I won't talk about today, <laughs> is trying to incorporate some meditation. Now, okay. Cassandra, I suck at meditating. I'm ter- I am the worst hypocrite. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I preach it like through obviously our, our work and everything, but I can't do it. It's just not something. My brain is just, too- I'm too hyperactive. It just does not stop. Mm, it's it's really hard it, it, like I just one thing I think happens with my brain is I just automatically discount it as not necessary now mm. earlier this week just to I mean I know I'm already going on a tangent but earlier this week again we're trying to be well and happy and all that so this Muse headset that I've I had a few years ago I try to get back into it because it will walk you through a meditation but it'll also monitor your brain waves. Oh, and, yeah. And it'll tell you, are you distracted or not? Like when you're distracted, it'll, it'll sound like a thunderstorm. And when you're calm, it'll sound like just waves on the beach. And then the birds, if you get the birds, you win. But wow. when I, when I hear the birds, I get distracted. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so. actually really cool. I've never even heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, um, if I can find my password for it, and I can get back onto it. So <laughs> fingers crossed for you. <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, we wanted to discuss today a few um, a few things. One, the main thing is obviously, um, you know, we were told that we are going to be returning to work. And with that, that comes a lot of fear, anxiety, worry, maybe happiness. Like there's just a lot of emotions kind of surrounding the whole return to work. So, um what are what are your thoughts on on that? Obviously, our staff we have a plan to you know safe like a safe return to work. Um, so first of all, how is that going um, with everyone at Kelly Mental Health right now? So we we do have some people still uh, laid off just because of the you know the change in the workload. Uh, a lot of our clients are coming from outlying communities and they they haven't been able to travel till now. And then we have everybody else working from home. So. We are 
we are trying to set up obviously a lot of safety measures in the office so that people can do their work as comfortably as possible, assuming that it's going to be a long time before anybody feels comfortable even doing normal day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's really hard, right? Because everyone, even for myself, I've, I'm going through so many emotions. Like I, we discussed, obviously I'm, I'm continuing to, to work from home. So I'm grateful in a sense my pants that don't fit me aren't. Um, and that's super <laughs> fun right now. Um, so, I mean, I have obviously mixed emotions and I think that's the biggest thing, um, right now that's happening to a lot of us. I have someone I know who's worked at an organization for 13 years and she loves it. Um, it has been her life. And so she just returned to work and now she has a new, basically, um, she has a new job roles. There's, you know, a lot, a lot has changed for her. And so she is just, you know, riddled with anxiety. She's worried about, you know, infecting her family, her children. Um, so, I mean, what are some kind of, uh, I may, maybe tips that you can, or, or helpful um, tricks that you can kind of give to someone like her who is kind of worried about um, the, like the return to work right now? Well, I mean, the first thing that we really need to do is acknowledge and validate what people are feeling. What you're feeling is not wrong. It's mm-hmm. never wrong. It's it, the, the thoughts that lead to those feelings can be wrong. And, and we can sort of negotiate with those thoughts to then feel differently. But feelings are not wrong. And if she's feeling anxious about these dangers, a lot of times that anxiety is serving a purpose, right? So we have anxiety as a survival mechanism. It tells us before we even see the dangers that they're there. The problem with when, when anxiety becomes sort of, uh, it creates kind of disordered functioning or, you know, impedes our ability to go to work without panicking. That's when it's a problem. And that's when we really have to address it. Because if you literally were to sit there and write down every single thing that gives you anxiety, what if, what if, what if, what if, well, what's going to happen is you're going to So you're going on with this series of what ifs and, you know, realistically, you can't answer all those questions. Mm -hmm. What if I do something? What if I expose myself to something I cannot see and then I infect the people around me? And what if they all die? What if they all end up in the hospital? And, you know, there's there's so many what ifs without any answers. Do you ever notice that? Yeah. (laughs) You're not able to answer those questions because you're not there yet. Yes, but like our our brains just kind of go like, isn't that a form of anxiety? Like, I mean, that's something that I do, Um, you know, all the time. I always think of in certain, well, not always, but in certain situations, I think about, you know, the what ifs. And then I go down, I will, as we call it, the spiral, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it turns into, it's just, it turns into like a monster in itself. And then we're completely just struggling and, and it's just like a spiraling and a ripple effect. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. It's just like that ripple effect. And then it just turns into something even bigger. And then next thing you know, you're having a panic attack and your head's head's like basically between your legs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, pretty much. You know how I often like to, you know, very much simplify depression as the loss of connection and anxiety as the inability to choose, Mm -hmm. you know, to choose the next step, the next path, you know, with all Mm -hmm. of these questions, it's what if, and then even if, so, okay. So first of all, what's the likelihood that some of these things, the most likely of these things are going to happen. And 
then if you can think about that, look at the statistics, if it, you know, obviously if it doesn't freak you out too much to look at the statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this does happen, what are you going to do then? What is, what is the best step that you can take to minimize the impact of these things? Mm-hmm. And you go with that. And, and sometimes it really helps to even just write this stuff down because then in your mind, when your mind wants to ruminate and go over and over and over and spin out, you've already written down what you're going to do if those things happen. Journaling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. You know, honestly, there was a, there was a point in my life and like completely unrelated where I was really questioning myself over the next decision that I was going to make. And it was with regard to a job and I was fixated. I was spinning. I was, is this the right move, the wrong mood? You know, am I a bad person if I do this? All of these really, you know, kind of insane things once you think about it. It was just a job, but it really kind of played into who I was and how I felt about myself. So I sat there and I wrote it down and I said, here's the first thing that I'm worried about. Am I a bad person if I leave this job? And then I wrote it down no, I'm not. And here's all the reasons. And then the next thing and the next thing. And I think I had about five or six major ones before I just ran out of gas and said, okay, all right, this is enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I think doing that, thing, yeah, help, it helps. And I think that's what people like, it's easier said than done. Like even, I mean, we've discussed that in previous episodes, but it actually really does help sitting there and like just comparing things and writing them down to me anyways. And I know a lot of people do use that, um, that coping mechanism and especially I think during these times right now exactly how you're saying like kind of you know figuring out you know looking online and stuff like that looking at the stats if you can you know and seeing seeing what's realistic I guess I want to say um Mm -hmm. like realistic worrying almost does that make sense yeah what is the realistic worry and and realistically no i mean it's not as bad as as we are thinking you know our brains are think are the it's in catastrophe mode mm-hmm. so and the other thing I, I just wanted to mention that for people that are too amped up to write this stuff down or don't have time if you have any time in your own car or you have time to go for a walk if you're walking your dogs take your phone with you or take something that can record you talking and talk mm-hmm. it out that that worked for me because that's also something i did when I was doing that writing, like that wasn't the first and the last time I had to give myself a pep talk and and explain my reasons. I used to go on my phone and record myself going through all of these things and reminding myself, no, I already decided. And you know what? It helped immensely because I was leaving myself a record. And even if I never listened to those again, they were there. I knew they Mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a really good, um, you know, another way that you can kind of work through this is not always by, cause some, I mean, when we, when we talk about writing things down, I guess in a sense, I'm not, I'm personally not thinking about having children. So how can you, you know, be running around the house, homeschooling your kids still, and then sitting down for a second and writing it down. No parent right now is probably going to have time to do that, but you are going to have time mm-hmm. when you're spending time with your kids and say, if you're going on a walk or whatever the case may be. So plugging in your headset, we all have, technology now literally attached to our hands most times excuse me of the day so using that like recording as a you know as as a coping mechanism might actually work for you just talking it out sometimes you don't have to talk to other people it's difficult for anybody that has a Mm -hmm. lot going on I love journaling and I don't do it enough I think one thing that has sort of replaced that for me recently is I've got a couple of friends we have a group chat going on and 
it's been really nice actually to find a couple of people that are very supportive because even this morning, like I, I kind of posted a bit of a rant about how I'm feeling and uh, two hours later, I felt so much better. And I just went back and I thanked them. I said, you know, I appreciate that you're there because I know that if I put this stuff, you're not going to judge me. You're not going to f- this way. You're not going to change my mind. You're just going to be there just mm-hmm. to hear it. That makes yeah. such a big difference. Yeah. I think having any kind of support system, um, and I'm actually in, in, in that group that you posted in and, but just having any kind of support system is, is really beneficial during, during these difficult times. And I mean, that support system, I mean, maybe some people are, you know, kind of worried, you know, with uh, turning to their partner or whatever the case may be, but finding, finding someone or some, you know, some kind of outlet that you can use, I think is definitely really beneficial during these times. Um, especially, you know, on the return to work, even maybe talking to other staff members, um, you know, we, in my previous position that we had, we had uh, like a group chat. Um, So, I mean, maybe talking to them, seeing how they're feeling, maybe um, having like a, like a zoom meeting or whatever the case may be, or even a Facebook messenger, like video call just to talk it out. Cause I think that's really important. Um, Cause I'm sure they're feeling a lot of us, you know, are feeling the same type of emotions right now. Mm Mm-hmm. We, we really are. And it's really important, again, that we're all communicating. Um, we had a we had a group meeting with our staff um, on, on Zoom, obviously, uh, just discussing, you know, what are the potential dangers? Uh, where are we vulnerable? What can we do to make everybody comfortable while also, you know, protecting the client's sense of safety, just, you know, making making things not too, too different, mm-hmm. you know, like it's we've both acknowledged how difficult it is to go grocery shopping mm-hmm. right now. Well, now everyone's kind of going back to work. So there's this sort of split feeling between, well, everybody's doing it. And also, wait, what are the guidelines? What are we supposed to be abiding yeah. by? So, you know, you mentioned anxiety. Anxiety is a reaction to an experience or a thought. It's not something that you just have that, you know, is a part of my anxiety. You know, it's, it's a reaction. So it's something that we can change. Now, it serves a big purpose. It prepares us, but sometimes it becomes problematic. So that's when it comes to uh, worrying about going back to work, you will stop worrying as much when you make some decisions. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is also to try scheduling some time where you are specifically choosing to not worry. So you're scheduling your worry time to a certain time of day and the rest of the day, you're not allowed to worry. Yeah, I actually kind of like that. Like now that I'm thinking about it and just kind of processing what you said, I think that that actually would be beneficial. And it might, I know it sounds kind of funny just to hear it. Like, you know, we have to schedule our, our worrying and that, like that kind of thing. But that way <clears throat> it's not consuming us the entire day, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that that's something that happens without us even realizing, especially with social media right now, too, and all the stuff that's going on the re- in the rest of the world. Um, so I think that that would be really beneficial for us to just kind of sit back and, and to plan it out and say, okay, like, and if that's what you have to do, then do it. You know, like at this mm-hmm. point in time, who, like you owe it to yourself to, to feel better. You don't owe anyone else that. Um, yeah. You know, when, when we're having trouble with, uh, with coping and such, a lot of times we do say that to ourselves, you know, I don't have time to do this, but the problem is 
that all of these negative emotions are slowing us down all day. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm feeling this stuff, you guarantee I'm spending this much more time on my phone, this much more time trying to re like unwind and relax and watch something I'm not even paying attention to. I couldn't even tell you what I spent six hours watching yesterday. <laughs> it's just gone. It was just comfort though. And if you can just shut everything off and actually go, okay, from this time to this time, I'm going to give myself permission to worry about this, to think about this, to just be in these thoughts. And then after this time is up, that timer goes off, I'm done. It makes a big difference. Yeah, it sounds like it would <clears throat> be interesting to try. I actually like that idea. Mm -hmm. uh, for others that do have more... Uh, more severe mental health issues. I'm talking, you know, when we once we get into this sort of OCD realm, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder can, you know, obviously cause people to just ruminate over and over and then uh, participate in behaviors that uh, to calm themselves that could become pr problematic. You know, uh, for one type of OCD, I can't recall if I've talked to you about this, but one type of OCD is just pure obsessive. And that's where you just are stuck on what if, what if, what if, what if. And there's almost some gratification by, you know, like some, some noble feeling of being on that. Like if I am anxious enough and I think about this enough, then, you know, maybe I can predict everything that will go wrong and then I'll be able to, I'll be able to plan mm -hmm. for it. Realistically, there's no way. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, and I wanted to kind of uh, go back, Linda. So you mentioned that, I mean, you, you obviously own um, like, like a small business and you mentioned about how we um, all sat down and we, we talked about um, things through the, through like our zoom call about what can we do to make the work environment, you know, yeah, um, safer to like to return to work. Um, some of like the big box stores um, in Thunder Bay, they don't obviously have like, that opportunity to to get that into like the safety protocols and procedures correct like I'm, I'm talking like the bigger box stores so with that being said um compare like if we're comparing it what would your um what would your advice be to someone who doesn't maybe or wouldn't be able to get directly into like the like the process of the safe return to work? Like, how do you think, or what would your advice be to the, for someone to, um, I guess, handle it um, properly or as best as possible um, with not being able to be <clears throat> that connected into the planning of things? So someone that's more, more so just an employee, not part of management, mm -hmm. they're not a, a part of, you know, the uh, policies that are being put mm -hmm. in place. Well, that can be very, very difficult. And so, uh, I mean, the number one thing is you have to take care of yourself. And, you know, if you if you are considering maybe this isn't the right workplace for you, that's something that you're going to have to really seriously consider. And, um, you know, ultimately, when you're taking care of yourself, that also includes speaking up for yourself mm -hmm. and, you know, stating your limits and knowing that, yes, you can refuse unsafe work. But the calmer you keep yourself, the better you're going to be able to handle yourself and even, even you know, problem solve in a way that keeps you safe. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we're very emotionally, um, you know, just like, a, a, you know, in the hyper arousal, yeah. I'm losing my words here. <laughs> when we're in that hyper arousal state, 
sometimes if say a, a boss asks us to go or tells us to go do something, we can feel very, very uh, upset that, you know, you're putting me in danger mm-hmm. and Almost you know, how dare you? you don't care about me. Oh, attacked. Yeah. Yes. But the thing is that if you've put time and effort into getting yourself calm, you may be able to see it as more of a, okay, they're just asking me to do this. Now I, I need to figure out the safest way to do this. Yeah. And I think it's important to also remember that, you know, even though you don't have direct contact to, let's say your specific CEO, I like everyone is, is at the same, well, first of all, everyone is on the same page right now with making sure that their staff is safely protected and returning to work. And the other thing is that, you know, they're implementing the new kind of protocols and procedures for a reason, um, you know, to make sure that everyone is safe. So they're still, they still care about you just at a different level, obviously, you know, so it might feel like you might feel like that disconnect because you can't obviously directly reach out to them and talk to them about your fears and stuff. But like we kind of mentioned, you know, making sure that you're talking to your staff, your management team. And, you know, if you do have questions, exactly what you say, like put yourself first, but making sure that you're not going in, you know, you're not, you're like, you're not coming in hot to them. <laughs> you're, yeah. I always yeah. say coming in hot. It's a thing for me. Um, but it's, you know, it's so true. Yeah. Trying yeah, to stay calm, cool and collected. I think that's going to be like the biggest thing, you know, and not redirecting your anger. Like we've talked about so many times. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's also going to be very, very difficult on managers. You know, you've got uh, the frontline workers that are going to feel a lot of the pressure because they are kind of in the line of fire. And then you've got these managers that may become more rigid because they've got uh, demands coming from, you know, head office or, or whatever that they have to abide by these guidelines that they have to meet. And then they're dealing with employees that are very much in an an emotional state and scared and and they're probably making more mistakes everybody is Mm -hmm. so so it can be a really difficult position i think honestly the best thing that management and employees can do is look at each other as being on the same team Mm -hmm. engage in some debriefing and some support acknowledge how hard this is acknowledging how hard this is doesn't make it harder Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you're bringing this up for the first time, like they've, oh, I haven't even considered how hard this is. No, <laughs> bring it up and talk about it. Acknowledge that it's there because you you will, you'll take the wind out of people. You know, people will be able to calm knowing that you get it and you've got their backs. Yeah, I think now exactly what you said, like everyone's on the same page. And I think that, you know, any kind of manager that is stepping up and saying like sitting you know or not sitting but say if they're just even emailing the staff or talking to the staff right now and saying I feel you I understand um you know they're actually sympathizing with them because they're going through it I think it's going to go a long way um and make sure it's going to kind of pull everyone together um in my opinion I think I I mean I would appreciate that and I and, and I do because even you've said that to us you know like we're all feeling this, we're all in this together. It is a scary time right now, you know, and there's still, I mean, I know that you guys have been at um, the office and making sure that um, obviously still social distancing, but making sure Mm -hmm. that, you know, safety um, protocols and procedures are in place. You guys are ordering tons of things to make sure our clients when we do return are safe. So, I mean, and it's a lot of pressure. I couldn't imagine going through that right now. So, I think um, we obviously implemented the group debriefing, um, something that mm-hmm. uh, the therapist uh, created for 
um, any kind of workplace that needs that right now because <clears throat> it's so important. So would you want to talk a little bit about what that means? Like I, we kind of talked before about, you know, crisis intervention and all that kind of stuff. So, but specifically what is group debriefing and how it can benefit, um, you know, a workplace right now? Sure. Yeah. So crisis intervention is more so something, some incident has happened usually in a workplace or maybe even in a community center where you've got a group of people that have experienced it. So a therapist comes in or, or, you know, on zoom or whatnot and talks about, uh, you know, talks about what happened, asks reactions and just tries to kind of get everybody on the same page also is able to provide some resources for people that start to experience some, you know, acute stress disorder or, you know, anything that is just all of a sudden you're not functioning. Whereas a group debriefing and support, this thing that we planned specifically because, you know, workplaces are kind of in flux right now is where the therapist is able to sit with the group of people, whether it's just the group of frontline employees or if it's everybody management. And again, acknowledge what's going on, let them give them time to talk, sort of mediate if there's any kind of tensions, which there always will be, and get everybody back on the same page. And, you know, one of the biggest benefits too, is just here's this person that's hearing your perspective, your side of things, they're helping everybody understand it. And everyone is getting something out of this because they're able to acknowledge, oh, yeah, you know, this does affect me, too. Or no, this doesn't affect me, but now I understand it. And then here's some resources. This is how we can deal with these things so that we can become much more stronger as a team, because this thing is not over. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we don't know what's coming but we know that even if it isn't this, it'll be something else, right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be incidents in the workplace. There's always going to be changes in employment and the economy. The best thing that we can do is work together. And by, by consulting someone that has a mental health background and can, you know, acknowledge and validate what's going on, mm-hmm. you're doing a really big service for everybody around you. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, like you kind of mentioned, it, it just, it protects that group rapport, Um, And, you know, it puts everyone on the same page, which is kind of what we were discussing um, earlier. Um, I just think it's so beneficial. And I think a lot of people need to understand like that and how important this is, because what we just went through was it was it was a trauma and it was traumatic. And everything everyone has so many emotions that are going through them. And now you add on, okay, now I need to go back to work. And then you add on the what ifs and the, you know, the whole new it's the new normal and it's you're going into yes your workplace that you've probably been you know working at for let's just say 20 years 15 years Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be and now it's completely different you have some you know staff that probably doesn't want to wear a mask you have staff that does want to wear a mask you have staff that you know agrees that it should be mandatory that anyone who walks in the building that has masks but yet other ones vice versa like you know what I mean so there's so much going on right now that you as a team don't even realize. And so emotions are so heightened. So this program is so, it's so beneficial right now. Um, I really, really enjoyed being part like, like basically being a part of it and learning everything about it because this can save your business. And mm-hmm. we know that it's going to happen. We know that there's going to be, you know, like tensions are going to run high. We know that there's going to be burnout and that like the group debriefing also discusses, burnout as well um mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah how to watch yeah to watch signs for it. and everything <laughs> like that so you know you probably it kind of I'm sure it came as a shock that you know certain things are returning like it's like in obviously through phases 
So, I mean, right away you are so you're on overdrive. So the burnout is going to be something that employers really need to pay attention to. Um, I read an article the other day too, and they were discussing possibly shortening the work week to four days a week um, to avoid, you know, potential burnout. And then they're also discussing, um, you know, employers making sure that like it it was talking about like absentees and and that kind of stuff and making Mm -hmm. sure that, like how how does one employer now kind of sit there and and um not not get the like not write up the employee by any means but it's like how how do they determine like like how like their roles have completely changed too you know what i mean like what is their protocols for that looking like now so i mean i think there's still a lot of questions even re- like for like returning to work that we don't really know yet so i think that this is definitely really beneficial mhm And that's the whole point, too. It's not to predict the future. It's not to solve every problem. It's to get everyone on the same page, understanding what each other is going through, because then you're far less likely to make unfair assumptions about what the other person is thinking or, you know, feeling like hard done by and and, uh, like everybody's against you. That's that's usually, I would say, about 90% of the time, that's not the case. It's just that we're all in an emotional state. And it helps to know, you know, my boss that just said, no, this is all on you. You're not getting any help. You figure it out. My boss isn't saying that to me to be a jerk or, or because he wants to hurt me. He's saying that because he's got someone above him saying, get this done. Mm-hmm. And I have other stuff for you. Right. So just understanding this mm-hmm. goes a long way. Yeah, I think that you made a really good point because I, I've been in that like, you know, situation before, too, where it was coming from the higher up. And my boss, who I was, you know, close with, and then, you know, next following following day, they're under a lot of stress. So they're now taking that stress and putting it onto the employees. And like the whole workplace that entire day felt uncomfortable and everyone was walking on eggshells. So, you know, really understanding it's okay to feel what you're feeling right now, but not redirecting it at your team and making sure that every exactly like, like what we've been saying, everyone's on the same page and respecting each other and still trying to remain calm and kind. Mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. as possible and you know yeah. when our when our defenses are down after we've been valid hears us we're far more likely to be able to accept information or even differing opinions mm-hmm. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. well um was there anything else linda for your final thought that you wanted to talk to uh talk to our listeners about Well, you know, as we're starting to move towards a return to work, all I just want to say is that we're all, I don't want to say, but we're not. As they've said, we are in the same storm, but in different ships, different boats. Some of us are, we're able to handle this a little bit better. But for everybody, this is a major change. And with major change, we have to take more time for ourselves to process it, to see what this world is going to look like, how to even do things that we normally do on autopilot. All of that takes extra energy. So take time for yourself as much as you can, whether it's, you know, two minutes between feedings of the children or, or you know, five minutes when you would normally be watching a show. Put it on pause and just with your eyes open, just take some breaths and just let your mind think. Because you're going to process in that time. And that's a very important time. Absolutely. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us again for episode. Our, I'm still calling it lucky number 13 because it has been a time creating this episode. Um, <laughs> but as always, you can follow us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on anchor.fm. You can find us on Spotify. We are working on getting ourselves on Apple. So that is exciting. But <laughs> until then, visit our Facebook page or our Instagram to find the links. And yeah, we will talk to you guys and see you guys in episode 14. Have a great day, guys.